The Truck and Driver podcast is sponsored by Snap Account, the all-in-one payment solution for truck parking, washing, tolls and more. Hello and welcome back to the Truck and Driver podcast, coming to you live uh, from the Scania 770S and Chris Madison's Foden. All right, Chris. Greetings from the lettuce belt. I can see, oh, you've got an interior lit up there. Looks very um, red light district. It does, doesn't it? It looks like some shop window in Amsterdam, but... Some boudoir. You've obviously, you've obviously picked the wrong shop because I'm in the shop window. <laughs> oh, where are you? Where am I? I'm in the middle of freaking nowhere. I think the nearest place you might be able to describe as a town is Hadlow in uh, Kent. Uh, Maidstone is about 10 miles away and in my immediate vicinity there is a bloody big wood and me and a, a shitload of lettuce and that's about your lot. I have got a cargo of delicious Scottish potatoes on, oh. second one in the week so I've got to tip them in the morning and then run to Cambridge, uh, to Ely to pick up a load of turf to go back up to Scotland because I've been out since Sunday and this enormous truck Aye. which has been alright it's been alright lot of interest in it no, massive be. cab there's going to be a lot of interest in it because somebody thought it'd be funny to write 770 on it they did right up the side of it and then they decided yeah. to calibrate the tachograph to 54 miles an hour so oh. when you get when you get stuck in the M6 and amongst all the bangers you get overtaken quite a lot it's not until you can get out onto the open road and hit some hills where you annihilate everything mm-hmm. with it uh, Sainsbury spec 54, get on. Yeah, baby. 50. There is no Scania V8 in Scotland that does 54 mile an hour. They all go back in to get recalibrated. So we've done all right, though, because I wasn't sure. I've done a run from Warrington up to like Armadale for, for drumming hundreds of times. And I know how long it takes and how fast the trucks are. And I was like, oh, well. At this weight, will it manage it? And it, it got back to Bathgate with 15 minutes to spare, basically because it didn't drop any speed in the hills and it would roll down the other side quite well. Uh, and then I had to take it cross-country from Junction 13 and it didn't really slow down. You've got to be really gentle on the throttle with it. It doesn't like it. If if you're too heavy on the throttle, it'll just pull the power out from under you. Yeah. Um, it actually, go, it goes better if you can ease it in. So... Um, you're not yeah. really, you're not really gonna, you're not really gonna see what this thing can do until you stick sixty-five tons gross on it. That's what it's built for. Um, it's yeah. overkill. A six-sixty or a five-eighty even would do the same job on this sort of weight. But um, I, I might, have, I might have a little play with power mode and things on it as it goes on to see what difference it makes to the fuel economy because it's doing like seven at the moment which uh, isn't great but it's literally brand new it never pulled a trailer until I had it it, it, yeah. it only um, it, it had that alarming smell of burning plastic on it when I stopped in the A66 for pictures because it was that's the first time everything had heated up so yeah, I come for a bunk, I'm in Rothwell truck stop for the, uh, I was in here Sunday and now I'm in here um, what day is it? Tuesday which is all right. I managed to get in at quarter past eight. I came in and I found 
I found a space. It was really busy. I drove the wrong way around the one-way system by accident, so I managed to find a space that I didn't need to blindside into. Because, like, going into truck stops late at night and there's only, like, one shit space left that nobody else wants and you've got to try and get into it at the end of the day mm. gives me, like, the fear. I get, like, anxiety over that. So I was quite pleased to get parked easily. Uh, and it seems to have settled down now. It's all right. It's 25 quid a night, which uh, isn't the cheapest, but it's not the most expensive either. And it's um, <clears throat> clean and secure and all that. It's more expensive than here. Yeah, which is free. I think because you're sitting on a farm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting in a farmyard surrounded by lettuce, an empty lettuce crate and a bit, a smattering of John Deere farm tackle. And, um, aye, and I'm sure if I flicked my main beam on now and, uh, and lit up, there'd be somebody with a big knife standing in front of cabs, so I'm not going to bother. It's perfect murderer territory out here. <laughs> no, knackers, let's have a look. Nope. Disappointingly, there's no psychopath. Hi. So, I've tipped 20 pallets of lettuce tonight and uh, reloaded 20 pallets of empties to go back up to Howden. Um, I've got to jump off at Junction 1 on M20 morning at quarter to seven and slip into a, a grower there with four pallets of parsley. Mm. And then rattle back up to the customer in Gilberdike as fast as my little hairy legs will carry me in the morning and then at the moment I'm turning straight around and coming back here mm. is, lettuce, is lettuce heavy when you've got a full load on? surprisingly heavy yeah um, it might be they're, you know. they're about 7 foot tall these uh, trays on pallets these pallets are bloody heavy to be right they're big oversized things and obviously each individual wee lettuce seedling is you know, he's potted up in a little pot of compost. So, yeah, yeah, they're not just as light as you'd think. If I was hazarding a guess, and I'm sure Stuart Holt will write in and correct me, it feels like about 10 ton all in, maybe a bit more, don't know. But it, uh, you know, it's there on some of the drags, to be right. I thought it'd be like pulling fluff, but no, there's there's a fair weight at back, I suppose. Mm. And, and because they're high, and if you drive like you've nicked it, and you get the crates dancing about the collapse. So you've got to go steady, mm. as I was reliably informed when I started. So I'm going steady. Because um, I don't want to spoil my insurance man's. No, uh, you don't want to do that. No, no. I don't want to no. spoil his week. Now, so because the weather's gone, Bonnie, and it's sunny, everybody's planting like, yeah, it's fantastic down. Oh, I can't stand it. It's freezing up the road. I can't stand it. I've got a problem at the moment whereby it's that cold when I get out the truck to do anything. I've got to wear like my big jacket. And then if when I'm opening the curtains and everything, then I've got like a massive sweat on. So I was just, when I was in Iceland this morning tipping uh, fizzy drinks, I decided to do it in just my jumper and I was frozen. And then I had the night heater on for about an hour and a half at Kinross waiting for the potatoes to arrive and a changeover because I just can't handle the cold. It needs to get... I would like to be somewhere warmer for a while tomorrow. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not warm. It's bloody freezing down here tonight, but it was gorgeous coming down, firing down M11 tonight, looking at the city, if you want. You can see, you know, as you drop down that last hill on 11, you can see Londinium. Mm-hmm. It was about 11 degrees, but it was absolutely brilliant. No uh, no clouds in sky, blue skies. But uh, it's pretty bollockingly freezing down here when I was 
skipping about in a shuffle and um, a polo shirt tonight as uh, the lettuce lover was trying to run me over. We were pretty nippy, to be right, but I'm not likely to just sleep outside tonight amongst the lettuce. I mean, I'm, I'm growing to become obsessed by lettuce at the moment, but I'm not going to lie in it naked. I don't mind lettuce. I I will buy a lettuce once a week um, mm. and then throw half of it away because it's just me that lives in my house. But I do like mm. a lettuce on the side of things. I don't mind it either, but I don't see the point of it, to be fair, because it's no nutritional value whatsoever and it's just something... Is it not? Green. Well, they can't. Yeah, they can't anything that's 90% water is not going to do you much good, is it? Let's be fair. You might as well have a drink of water, no. aren't you? Not going to do you any harm. I don't know. I like I like lettuce. I like making chicken burgers with t- sliced tomato and lettuce, and sometimes a little bit of onion or I think, perhaps pickle. I think this is posh lettuce. I think this is the sort of stuff you get in, um, you know, fancy restaurants but when they charge you thirty quid for. This isn't a sixty-five pence iceberg. No, these look a bit fancy. These look like. Lola Rosso or something similar. Aye. But they're obviously hardy because he's tipped them and left them all outside tonight. So they're obviously man enough to cope. I've just got four pallets of parsley on the back now for uh, another grower. Mm. I don't know if parsley's quite hardcore as well because obviously we're not in heated fridges with this. We're in tall liners. So I didn't now. But when we're carting cucumber plants about and chilli plants, now we have to set fridge at 19 degrees to keep them happy. Mm. Um, uh, they don't want to get cold. Lettuce is obviously butch. You know, lettuce wants to be cold. Like, come on, bring it on. Well, I've got the potatoes to drop off. I was actually overweight because somebody, the guy who loaded it had an S500 and he came out at 43.9. So when I picked it up with a V8, I was, I was about a quarter of a ton over. Uh, but by the, time I went, by the time I went in, oops. <laughs> Mm. It's 16 tons empty with that trailer on it, so... Aye. I'm also... Oh, this old girl. I mean, you know, we're only 15.3, so she, you know, you bloody V8 lumps, put your 700 on there-ish, I'd, I'd say. Oh, aye. I'm 15.3 with a normal 4.2, so there you go. I'm waiting there, so... Something... Good, good, good machine... The S cab is it's that tall and high off the ground. You get that bit of inertia when you're going into corners, but when you're stopped at night, it's just massive. I can see why the guys who are away all week, every week, like them so much. Hi, hi, the ground. That is, you know, that S five hundred I ran last year, fantastic at night. Have you found the button for all your sexy red lights and stuff in there? Oh yeah, yeah. I had the red lights on coming down oh. the road, and then I, I was raking to find out where the air deflector. How to wind that up because there was a handle on the last arm, our series next gen I drove where you'd wind it up manually and I couldn't find it. And it's electric, there's a button on the dash down at the right hand side, which is kind of obscured by the, the gear stock and your knee. But I found it by accident because uh, in the handbook it's listed under environment. There's, yeah. no mention, there's no mention of air deflector or bodywork or anything like that, it's under environment. so uh, I managed to move the air deflector up to match the top of the trailer a bit better, which made no difference whatsoever to the fuel economy. No. But then again, you know, this is the same old, same old tale. Uh, uh, Russell Oliver's quotation of, you know, 
if you have to worry about fuel economy on a V8, you shouldn't have bought one because you're just not, you know, you're just not the man for the job. No, you the, don't buy one of those if you have to worry about are, diesel there. No, these things, these things are about getting, um, getting plenty of work done. That's what they're all Aye. about. They're not about bumbling about the Midlands doing 52 mile an hour. They're for romping no. up and down the place and racking up the miles and, and stuff. It's peasants like me that it's have to worry about finding uh, tent at gallon in future, not to, not these big hitters with a V8. What are you drinking? I'm still tonight. Well, that's all right. Look, look, I'm, I'm fully pro-European. I could have got Foster's or any other nonsense in uh, in Stansted tonight. But no, no, I thought, no, I'm going to be cosmopolitan. I'm going to show my true colours. I want to drink Amstel. I bet it's brewed in Burton-on-Trent there, isn't it? Oh, probably mm. under licence, I, I will be I here. can't see because I'm, uh, I'm middle-aged now, so I want to hold it that far away that I can't even see I've got a can in my hand. I don't know. If anybody knows where they brew Amstel, do let us know. Uh, it's cold and wet and it'll do. The next thing to come out this year is the new Renault. That's what's that's what's on on the cards. We're going to see a, a, a heavily revised range T at some point in twenty twenty one. So that will be the next truck based excitement. And then in twenty twenty two, well, it made me much. Range. You know the old. Yeah, well, if you, uh, yeah, you have too many of those Amstels at night, you'll moist. be moist. Those old 520 made me quite moist, apart from the uh, famous steering wheel problem and the lack of places to put your tea. The, the, surely, if they only fix two things on that truck, it's going to be cup holders and steering wheel adjustment. And if, if they, they could, they, um, they literally don't do anything else. That would just about do it. <laughs> if they could do the ultimate favour and take those stupid plaques off the side of the cab, you know, I don't know because they're, they're like bizarrely proud of them. When I was at Renault, they're, shy, in they're, aren't they? they're absolutely bloody awful. So the first thing you do yeah. if you bought one is have it taken off at a body shop and smoothed over and filled in. Uh, something that Renault marketing was like explaining it was part of their updates for the 2020 model year that they'd revised the plaque mm. and they were really proud about it. And I was like, yeah, okay. Should have uh, revised it into the bin. Then. Yeah, yeah, it's a strange one that. They've never really made anything oh. stylish, you know, vehicle-wise. Have they look at all Renault cars and Citroëns we grew up with? They were all awful, every one of them. Really? Bloody hell, I Citroën die. I quite like the Renault Five, Renault Five GT Turbo, Renault and Citroën are the same thing. Peugeot used to expire. Renault Five GT Turbo like a bull out. Renault made the Clio Williams. Yeah, but you'd have a lot of fun along the way. So you get a clear, you paint it blue, and you put some gold wheels on it, and that makes it stylish. Yeah, and a two-liter 16-valve engine, which was a lot for the time. They were good cars. Got, yeah, but that's got nothing to do with aesthetics or style, has it? Putting a big, bloody engine in it. Okay. It's like the Renault 19 Shamad as well. The four-door saloon version. Yes. You could, now, that you was could cool. You could a V8 in a TR7 if you wanted, but TR7s were still pathetic. What's a Triumph TR7 going to do with that? Same thing. You say, oh, you know, the Renault Clio's got a two-liter engine in it. Oh, it's still ugly. It's still a bloody old lady's car that they've nailed some gold wheels on and said, it's a sports car. It's not. It's your grandma's car, but they've put some fancy wheels on it. Why don't you just say something nasty about Vauxhall Cavaliers? I think they're a very able tow car of the 80s. I think many a caravan was happy to own a Cavalier. I can't say anything nasty about that. 
Uh, I'm sure my uncle David had one. A loaded compliment there. Uh, We've just had a listener. (laughs) We've just had a listener question. Do you want to hear the listener question? Is it fans of the podcast coming out this week? (laughs) No, it's... Can you ask Doogie, while he's in Scania mode, to um, see if he can clarify Scania's position on warranties? Uh, no, no, I can't. I don't have a, I don't have the uh, first idea about any of that. Um, ask commercial motor. It, it seems that your warranty. Yeah, I think I know who's asking that question as well because he's asking your warranty before. does not carry over. If you buy a second hand Scania, a year old, apparently you can forget having any warranty because they won't honour it. Yeah, I could ask them that question. I somebody, suppose, yeah. we'll somebody from Scania GB. Scania listen to this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jared listens to the podcast. He works with the yeah. press fleet who very kindly provided me with this truck, mm. which was nice of him. Oh, it was very this? nice. Oh, that's Vic's first defence. That's no good. Oh, I want Sinex. I've got a blocked nose up one side. I do not have the Sinex with me. Oh, gutted. You're always on ointment or tablets. Oh, or yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm kind of yeah. like... I'm kind of like... Yeah, can I, um, uh, detoxed for a bit. I've been out running. I ran six kilometers and then I ran eight kilometers, and now my knees feel like they're about to explode. They were allergic like to four days later. Well. So I put... oh, no, no, just mm. um, uh, just getting old. Running's like high impact on your knees. And it, oh. it like hurts like four days later. I was rubbing diclofenac cream into them tonight before we came on here because I went for a shower. Then I did that, so hopefully they don't like eight. Get a watch, crazy woman. Get a watch not to jump out the cab. Get a watch not to jump out the cab as well. Like just skip the bottom step because oh. can't tolerate it. Yeah, the mad woman That's went a... out on Sunday morning at seven o'clock, and she did a half marathon for kicks this week. Not just satisfied uh-huh. with a fifteen k. She did a, a half, a full half on her own. Can you imagine doing a half marathon on your own without anybody else to keep you going? Anyway, evening knowledge. Yes, I did it a few times last year yeah. when I was briefly sober and detoxed um, when I thought life was going to improve greatly. We live <laughs> in the Pennines and everywhere from our spot is uphill. And she ran round and round the valley, which is a lot of uphill and a lot of downhill, but it's mostly bloody uphill. And to do a half in the Pennines is a you know, is the mark of a particular lunatic, I think. But um I only like going out if it's like warm, and it really is. Weather is just bloody gradients. I think if I were going to have to go out and run, I'd have to run in Kings Lynn or (laughs) the Fens, Boston, perhaps. But Homeforth, up up and down. No, I think I I don't know what's going to happen to her. Ultimately, she's um, she's forty. What is she? Forty six. This crazy wife of mine, and she seems to be getting fitter by the day. And I don't know what. You know what the end game is. Lucky you. Yeah, but it's mental, isn't it? I mean, she just gets medals through post for competing in various virtual team shenanigans that involve running up bloody mountains and things. Um, and I have joined Lathwaite's wine club, so I get you know a dozen bottles in a case delivered, and I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll put all my best efforts into that while she goes and runs up another fell. Whatever relationship dynamic works for you. Aye. Well, I'm always there when she gets back at least so I can uh, 
you know, laugh at her because she's got blisters and the toenails have dropped out. Mine generally don't drop out through sitting and drinking uh, oh, Sauvignon no. Blanc. No. I only ever had one once when I played football and somebody stamped on my foot. And then it eventually fell off, much to my horror. Thankfully, it grew back. Your entire foot? No, my bloody toenail. Oh. Hmm. When she was in the army, she um she went out on exercise for three days. Oh, that would explain a lot of it. She was in the army. Which is what there. these people do. They go off and hide in woods for three days and jump out on each other. Anyway, she was in this spot. I think it's in Surrey somewhere called 100 Acre Wood. And it's um it's the wood that A. a. Milne based his Winnie the Pooh nonsense on. So there you go. Anyway, she, she was on this exercise for three days, living in a swamp and hiding and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, when they got back, all uh, she took her boots off and all her skin came off her feet with it. So um, mm, they did what the army do, which uh-uh. is put her on steroids. So they put her on steroids for a month and uh, and then said, oh, it didn't work. Sorry, you're going to be medically discharged. So they um, medically discharged her. And she came to York and did a degree, and that's where we met. Ha-ha. Um, however, obviously not satisfied with having skin on her feet, anymore she thought i'll do something else insane she did this walk a sponsored walk up our way well north yorkshire cleveland which is a killer because it's on railway old railway um lines you know that ash stuff they have it that clinker that they put railway lines down on yeah i'm, I'm right i'm still into my railways i want a season five of thomas the tank engine with michael <laughs> angelus i'm still working my way through it she did a 35-miler on railway clinker called the Like Wake Walk, which finishes at, um, like, Raven's Car or somewhere on coast. It's, uh, it's appalling. And she um, she travelled her feet to bits again on that. And then oh. I had to take her to hospital in York when we were at uni, and uh, she had to have plastic bags on her feet for a week full of weird cream that regenerates your feet. So uh, I think nice. I'm going to have to get a sectioned at some point. Well, I've met. I've been talking to a woman who's going to write some articles on mental health. Well, an article on mental health for fucking driver who has who is a forensic psychologist and has the ability to get people sectioned. So, do you think she ought to interview me? Because I think she'd find some. Uh, she'd find well, she somebody. Said, she, she said she was going to listen to the podcast, and I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. Let me pre-select some episodes of the podcast for yeah. you to listen to first. <laughs> oh dear <laughs> oh dear me right. like, no no I like to learn new things and I'm like I'm not sure what you're going to learn for this no I'm not sure either um, trying to keep a, a minimal <coughs> educational value so, so swinging broadly round and getting back to something somewhere to do with trucks ish I'm expecting a big fat Volvo to appear magically in my yard this Thursday, am I? You are indeed, because not only do I have the Scania 770 this week, next week you have the Volvo FH 16750 version 5 demonstrator, which is the pre-production model. So, yeah, we're going to have like an absolutely stonking May issue of the magazine because we're going to have both the trucks in there. And you can give your... um, learned thoughts on what you think of the lorry and um, I'll edit them into something that's um, yeah. printable. 
Yeah, you'll change it completely. If you don't like it, which I'm sure you will like it because it'll be really good. Uh, The the old FH, a few shortcomings with the interior on it. It was getting a little bit dated, but they've sorted all that. Um, It would be good. I might get Martin from Volvo to ring you just to give you a run through some of that digital stuff on it because you're not going to get a handover on it. And um, I had the FM with the same kind of multimedia. It's got a touch screen on it. Um, And it might not be a bad idea for that. But no, you'll... You'll, now you'll put you'll love it. It'll be um, so if you're running like heavy, just that lightness on the throttle and the fact that you're like annihilating people off roundabouts and it's just not seeing any hills. It'll probably go. It'll have had a good few thousand kilometers under its belt now, so it'll probably go harder than this does at the moment because this is so yeah. tight. Um, no, I'm sure you'll have a grand a grand time with that. Uh, I'm that's good, that's to not that. going to have any eco mode crap in it you know it should be yeah. should be loosened up nicely so yeah that's good looking forward to getting that magazine out the door because I've had like anxiety over getting material together for <laughs> the upcoming magazines but it's all starting yeah. to come together a bit more now I can relax a bit because photo shoots are starting to uh, yeah. find, their, find their way to us so aye that, that do you want me good. to take a lot of my amateurish photographs of this as well yeah, because I'm going to need you, I need you to send me like some of them on WhatsApp every day for social media. Um, right, no worries. So just remember to turn your phone on your side and get the sun on the right side of it. Um, I'll try and get as much in the shot as I can as well. Yeah, and get some, le- get some lettuces in the shot as well. Aye. Aye. And I'll do some lettuce-based puns and all that as well. And, uh, Look at that and, page. A factual page on lettuce. A wonderful time, we could call the feature. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, imagine. Um, I'm looking forward to getting mine back into the paint shop to um, rectify a few issues that need rectifying, and I'm sure they're looking forward to seeing me as well. But um, she's got to go back in next week, so perhaps I won't be as wet as I have been for this past oh, fortnight as it, as it rains in. And, uh, you know... Things of that nature, stuff. So yeah, hopefully the old last. That's good. That's good timing. They can sort that shit out. Aye, the old girl will be somewhat like finished then, perhaps. Um, There's a few bits to do, so they've got a week. So I'm sure they'll uh, boss that. And then we'll just sit around and wait for show season to start. If it does. If, um... Well, it looks to me like um, England are going to go ahead with it. I can see. I can see Wales having a big strop and I can see Scotland having a big strop against the UK government and just to be different. And the only place that things are going to go ahead this summer is England. I can see it coming like it's it's brewing. Drakeford and Sturgeon just want to sow grievance. Um, So you, you you won't be able to get moving in England this summer. It'll be full of Welsh and Scottish people on holiday because... Fucking, their own countries are shut down and their own tourist industry has been decimated because um, their own governments don't want anybody in or out. That's just my personal prediction. Anyway. Um, what, time you, what time are you, I, I, what time are you up in like the morning? Uh, what time I'm up in the morning? I'm getting up at quarter to six so I can... Um, uh, I'm, about the same. I'm about the same. I'm going to boil a kettle because I'm, I'm old school nights out, man. I'm going to boil a kettle. Bloody hell, imagine that, eh? 
I went and boiled. I went and used the. I went and boiled water with a coffee maker and put it in my flask so it's ready for the morning. So I can just pour it for my coffee and my chamomile tea. Like a mad old auntie. Aye, basically aye. And then I'll drive over to the potato place and and mince in. Microwave myself some breakfast. Hi, chaps. I've just had my chamomile. Don't forget me. Mm. I, I shall microwave myself some breakfast while I'm there um, and yeah, then run yeah. over to Ely and mm. see how all that goes. Aye, should be good. I've got a cupboard up there that's big enough for a microwave. I just failed to do the... Uh, I did it. I put a microwave in the central cupboard of my, my phone. didn't fit great in there. I just failed to do the uh, due diligence bit of uh, microwave acquisition and application. Uh, you're better, to be honest, you're better off with a great big inverter and just a household microwave. That's then you can run all sorts of appliances from your inverter, such as what? you know, like um, yeah, such as two forty kettles and hair straighteners and things like that. Essentials. Imagine that. Yeah. I'm starting to yawn. I'm calling time on this now. I'm knackered. Your power's a weak old man. The bloody are. I'm all bunged up as well. Can't breathe out my right nostril. The only house for miles where I am here has just turned its lights out at the end down there, so that's it now. Just me and the badgers. <laughs> yep, still no psychos out the there. Let's have a look. There's nobody out there sneaking it with an axe. That's good. Hmm. I don't think there's going to be. Well, I'm in a massively busy truck stop, so by three o'clock in the morning, I'll be getting woken up by everybody moving out early. Ugh. I always think that, you know, I always think, bloody hell, it's going to be chaos in the morning, and then I wake up and I get up, they've all gone. I start to notice it when they start moving out. I don't hear a thing. It's odd. And I think... And I'm going to be... I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to be out of here about half six, so there'll be a fair amount of them moving by that point, so... Place I'm going in the morning, last week I went with seven pallets of something or other, and not one man spoke any English. <sighs> Well, not as entertaining, getting in, getting turned around and sort of clearing up what I got, but nobody spoke any English. And it was it was to the point where I might as well just talk to myself. Delivery, tip, there's a lot of them. And they're very efficient at what they're doing, but there's no English spoken whatsoever, not even hello, yes, or no. So, not I, in Wales, uh, were you? Uh, no. No, they just do that for fun. We used to go... <laughs> yeah, they just do that... Do that to mess with you. <laughs> we used to go hunting to a spot called uh, Clambedder. And when we landed at the pub stroke hotel in Clambedder on a Friday night, they'd all go Welsh big time. <laughs> and it was like cows when it's raining, they all turn in, heads in, asses out, and that were it. And, uh, and then somebody <sighs> would eventually say, oh, have you come down with the beagles? Yeah, we, I were down to hunt for that weekend, and then suddenly when they knew we were hunting types, we weren't tourists, we were, we were sound then, we were bestie mates then, it were grand, but I if they thought you were English tourists from Cheshire, you know, Cheshire set or something over for that weekend, they used to go heads in asses out. I mean, we do the same, really, you know, I'm perfectly tourists, but without them, we're kind of knackered, so we have to sort of draw <sighs> There's not a lot going on in Home Firth, really, apart from tourism. Not a lot going on anywhere at the moment, like, hopefully with Everything's starting to open up again, bit by bit. Okay, back to a bit more, more, more normality. Although the restaurants and pubs are going to be mayhem for the first couple of weeks when they open. Mm. It's going to be so oh, busy. It's going to be 
it's all table bookings and sit down and behave and sit outside. You know, from 12th of April down here, it's outside only, which is grand if it's warm, but... No, which it might be. It might snow. Well, I posted on Facebook today a memory you know, pop up every morning. Eight years ago, this very day, we got three foot of snow plus nine foot drifts. Some really yep. good pictures on there of um, us rescuing some idiots from Oldham that ignored the signs on M1 to not go across Woodhead. And they did. Well, they didn't. They got as far as about us and then they ended up in a ditch and they were wandering around at nine o'clock at night, frozen silly in the hoodies and stuff, these dickheads. So we uh, we put them up for night and then we went and dug them out and uh, rescued them at morning. And there's a picture of their van. It's like a little Merc Vito van. And snow at the side of their van where we dug through was up to the top at windows. It was about five foot, five and a half foot deep. And that was now, eight years ago. And, you know, here we are down here and there's not a bloody cloud in the sky, but just goes to show. Just goes to show. Cast near a clout till May is out, you know, mm. and all that. Exactly. Oh. Right. Don't take your vest off till the 1st of June and you'll, uh, you'll probably make 60. Uh, well, hopefully. Are you a vest man? Yeah, I will wear a vest in the summer. Like the, oh, you know, kind of the, the Chris Christopherson convoy vest, you know, that, that's, I don't mind rocking that look. All oh, right, it's not a Y-fronts with your vest tucked in job then. No, no, not at all, no. I just thought I'd ask, you never know, do you? My old boy's a big vest and pants man, always has been, and he's still going strong at 79, so it's, uh, there's obviously some, uh, some method in his madness, but there you go. Light blue, from what I remember when I was doing, light blue vests tucked into light blue wide fronts. And surprisingly, despite that, he must have subdued my mother at least twice because he's got me and my brother, so there you go. <laughs> How was that for defying the odds? Yeah. Right, I'm going to uh, clean my teeth and do whatever it is you do on nights out and shuffle some paper and pull my curtains around and things. So I'll, uh, I'll bid you. Go for it. I'm going to go and go to sleep as well. Let me know how the rest of the week goes. I will. Ta-ta now. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel, to find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.